Today is January 2nd. I'm Serena, and welcome to the Seven Streams Method. The Nation Stream is called the Nation Stream because it covers the history books regarding the nation of Israel. You know, we could have easily called this the History Stream. We will be covering Joshua through Esther on this stream throughout the year. Now, it starts at the transfer of leadership from Moses to Joshua. The Nation Stream covers quite a few chapters every day, so it's one of our longer days of the Bible week. Today, we'll be covering Joshua chapters 1 through 6 in the New International Version. Joshua chapter 1 After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, Go through the camp and tell the people, Get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses the servant of the Lord gave you after he said, The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men, ready for battle, must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. 
Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Chapter 2 Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family, because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. She said to them, Go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there three days until they return, and then go on your way. Now the men had said to her, This oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless, when we enter the land, you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers and all your family into your house. If any of them go outside your house into the street, their blood will be on their own heads. We will not be responsible." As for those who are in the house with you, their blood will be on our head if a hand is laid on them. But if you tell what we are doing, we will be released from the oath you made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away, and they departed. 
and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. When they left, they went into the hills and stayed there three days until the pursuers had searched all along the road and returned without finding them. Then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills, forded the river, and came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, The Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. Chapter 3 Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet, as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarathon while the water flowing down to the Sea of the Arabah, that is, the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Chapter 4 When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people 
one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, What did these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, as the Lord had told Joshua, and they carried them over with them to their camp, where they put them down. Joshua set up the twelve stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan, at the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. Now the priests who carried the Ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded Joshua was done by the people, just as Moses had directed Joshua. The people hurried over, and as soon as all of them had crossed, the Ark of the Lord and the priests came to the other side while the people watched. The men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over, ready for battle, in front of the Israelites, as Moses had directed them. About 40,000 armed for battle crossed over before the Lord to the plains of Jericho for war. That day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him all the days of his life, just as they had stood in awe of Moses. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Command the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant Law to come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, Come up out of the Jordan. And the priests came up out of the river carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. No sooner had they set their feet on the dry ground then the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and ran at flood stage as before. On the tenth day of the first month, the people went up from the Jordan and camped at Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the twelve stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, In the future, when your descendants ask their parents, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Chapter 5 Now when all the Amorite kings west of the Jordan 
and all the Canaanite kings along the coast heard how the Lord had dried up the Jordan before the Israelites until they had crossed over, their hearts melted in fear and they no longer had the courage to face the Israelites. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelites at Gibeoth Haraloth. Now, this is why he did so. All those who came out of Egypt, all the men of military age, died in the wilderness on the way after leaving Egypt. All the people that had come out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness during the journey from Egypt had not. The Israelites had moved about in the wilderness 40 years until all the men who were of military age when they left Egypt had died, since they had not obeyed the Lord. For the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land he had solemnly promised their ancestors to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. So he raised up their sons in their place. And these were the ones Joshua circumcised. They were still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. And after the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where they were in camp until they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the place has been called Gilgal to this day. On the evening of the fourteenth day of the month, while camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. The day after the Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. The manna stopped the day after they ate this food from the land. There was no longer any manna for the Israelites, but that year they ate the produce of Canaan. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, What message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Chapter 6 Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times, with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse, and the army will go up, everyone straight in. 
So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, Advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the Ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests, carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord, went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding. But Joshua had commanded the army, Do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them and their rear guard followed the ark of the Lord, while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared, because she hid the spies we sent. But keep away from the devoted things, so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword every living thing in it, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, and donkeys. Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, Go into the prostitute's house and bring her out and all who belong to her in accordance with your oath to her. So the young men who had done the spying went in and brought out Rahab, her father and mother, her brothers and sisters, and all who belonged to her. They brought out her entire family and put them in a place outside the camp of Israel. Then they burned the whole city and everything in it. But they put the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her because she hid the men Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. 
and she lives among the Israelites to this day. At that time, Joshua pronounced this solemn oath. Cursed before the Lord is the one who undertakes to rebuild this city, Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn son, he will lay its foundations. At the cost of his youngest, he will set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout the land. Thank you, Lord, for this exhilarating story of Joshua going into the land of Israel. We are in awe of the miracles at the Jordan and at Jericho. We are thankful for your guidance all the way back then with the Israelites, and we pray for your guidance today in our lives. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And now for the commentary. The nation of Israel was called to be during Abraham about 500 years earlier than what we've read today. They were called to freedom 80 years prior when God called Moses. We might say that they have been in gestation for these centuries, went through birth pains during the slavery, exodus, and the wilderness years during Moses' life. But they are born and begin to explore their realized home during the book of Joshua. The nation is born. Most people remember the feeling right after graduating high school. It's exciting and quite often terrifying because the future looks huge because no one is certain what lies ahead. One thing is for sure, there's no going back and you can't stay here anymore. That is what Joshua and the Israelites were coming into mentally and geographically. It was time to move and never return. Would they obey and would they assume all the land that God had ordained for them? Chapter 1. God's monologue to Joshua is epochal. This is the bend in the road. Israel as a people, a land, a culture, and a world entity would never be the same. Even today, some of the most spirited discussions on the UN floor include pointed references to, you guessed it, Israel. Moses spent 40 years wistfully longing to bring the Israelites into the promised land. And yet, he only brought them to the edge of it. Here, Joshua will champion the entry in three days. And he doesn't have Moses to lean on anymore. God and Joshua will continue their direct communication without Moses being a mentor. And they're entering the land where every place they set their foot, God will give them a permanent gift. Wow. God would be with them during this campaign, and they were ready to proceed with all the confidence of God. And the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh were all in to help the Israelites accomplish this. Don't you love their heart? That's awesome. They are totally for their brothers. Chapter 2. A prostitute enters the stage, front and center. She shows loyalty to Israel with her astute thinking keen skills, and resourceful behavior. But why her? How can a woman of ill repute become a part of God's plan? She even is listed in the giants of our faith in Hebrews 11.31. Let's just say, Rahab was no stranger to the men of Jericho. She probably knew, as in the biblical sense, knew many of the men of the town. 
And who more than any of the women of Jericho would hate what her culture had become? More than likely, she looked at the Israelites as a means of salvation. Incidentally, the name Joshua does mean savior. Furthermore, Rahab goes on to marry the Israelite Salmon, who is listed in the lineage of Christ Jesus, Matthew 1.5. This woman of the night becomes a brilliant lady and a lover of Israel and legendary because of what she chose. Choose this day whom you will serve. Rahab knew who to choose. Chapters 3 and 4 are dedicated to the crossing of the Jordan. Now, this is like a mini Moses-like miracle, although there are differences. He had his exodus through the Red Sea, and Joshua had his crossing at the Jordan. And the people eternally revered Joshua for this. God told Joshua it would be this way, and it all needed to happen. You can imagine the excitement in the air. These were all the youngins who had been born after the Exodus and had no recollection of Egypt. Only Joshua, who's fit as a fiddle at 85, had any memories of life along the Nile. And can you imagine what the river looked like at this time at flood stage? There's probably a YouTube video on this to see. Have you been to a huge river and stood at its edge and thought, wow, could you imagine crossing this river? Now, I grew up near the mouth of the Columbia River, and it would be hard to imagine that river because it's very wide. There's a bridge that goes across that's four miles. That would be amazing to have that river split in two and walk across to Astoria, Oregon. Crazy. (laughs) But this is what happens. All the water is piled in a heap upstream. And then God does something so critical. He tells them, pick up stones and bring them to the side of the river because we need to have the memory of this day. Memorial stones are vital. A lot of times we need to think and be thankful of those days. When is the day that we surrendered to Jesus? When is the last time you had communion? Do you remember those moments that God brought you through a dark time? Joshua told them to stack a stone monument so they would always remember and remember to teach their children. It's so important to remember. Moving to chapter 5, there is a matter that has to be dealt with before the Israelites take one more step, and it really is somewhat the last thing that they might expect. But... All the males need to be circumcised prior to going in and going further. God was renewing them in the covenant he had with them. They were to be distinctly different from the pagans that they were displacing. They were to proceed with a holy purity. And circumcision reminded them, and it was God's command to remain upon his people. And they have the first Passover in the promised land. And can you imagine how good that tasted? (laughs) They'd been having manna for 40 years. Wow, this was a dinner. As the fall of Jericho is looming, God encourages Joshua with a theophany that puts Joshua face down. Some people say that it's the pre-incarnate Christ and others think that it is an angel who has come to talk to Joshua. Whatever it is, 
It's amazing how he encourages Joshua as they're about to go ready into the battle. And that takes us to chapter 6. Jericho is sealed up. The citizens in a full catatonic stupor. They are scared out of their minds. And then God orders them to walk around Jericho for six days and then seven times on the seventh day. Sometimes God's orders don't make any sense. But if we are like those who would question God, why would we need to do this? Later on this year, we will hear stories of where people are wanting clarification prior to obeying. But if we can learn to obey prior to clarification, we are entering into deeper discipleship of our Lord. God tells us and takes us through many things throughout our lives. A lot of times it just doesn't make sense till much later. Don't fret the delay. Obey now. Obey the things that God has told you and you will understand in time. I will understand in time. They obeyed Joshua in crossing the Jordan, picking up the stones, circumcision. And by doing these things without reservation, the next thing seemed easy. Walking around Jericho all those times was just the next thing they were used to obeying. And can you imagine the response of the people of Jericho? Each time the Israelites marched around the city, they were probably thinking, are they going to come in now? Chances are, I think their fear factor kept increasing. The walls cave in, the Israelites enter, everything is destroyed. The metals, however, are preserved to go into the Lord's treasury. Joshua proclaims a curse upon the city of Jericho. Jericho was never to be rebuilt. And to this day, it hasn't. Archaeologists have found that this civilization was on top of at least 10 others. It is the oldest city of the world, the oldest remains of a city. And there are different aspects of Jericho now because there is a current Jericho, but it's not built on the site of that old Jericho. Now, for what it's worth, Damascus is the world's oldest inhabited city. I don't know exactly how God performed these miracles. All we can do is look at the evidence of what happened. Yes, it could have been that he caused an earthquake or he, in the realm that we cannot see, the spiritual realm, there were angels who shoved those walls down. We don't see, we, we don't see the effort, <laughs> the energy that went into transforming those, but we do see the result. And the timing is no coincidence. Joshua is now a man of renown. The Lord was with him. And you know, the Lord is with you. As you dream and listen for what God has for you, know that God is with you. What else does any of us need to hear? God is with us. So proceed with boldness. Be very strong and courageous. 7streamsmethod.com is the home port for this podcast. We are available on different podcasting platforms. You can check those out, leave a rating review on the one that you're using. That would be great. And then please feel free to give us a comment on the website. We'd love to hear how your journey is going. We thank you for sailing with us today. We enjoy hearing from our passengers any way you want to communicate with us. We'd love to hear from you. And then let us know how we can help you in the journey. We pray for the time that you set aside to listen to the Bible.
to be encouraged. This is such an encouraging story today. Tomorrow, we transition to the wisdom stream and start the book of Job. Know that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Until tomorrow, I'm Serena, sailing with you down the seven streams.